going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Vile Files. I am your host, Nick, and joined by, uh, well, Ellie. Oh, Ellie is working on something else. A Amanda's in studio at the moment. How are you doing, Amanda? Very well, thank you. How are you? How was your birthday? Birthday was great. Yeah, no complaints. New York was wonderful. Um, how are you? Good. You met my friend in New York. I did, yeah. She, Natalie got like this, she really uh, went all out. And one part of the birthday was uh, this boat we went to and it was really cool on the pier and we went with some friends and had some drinks and she introduced herself. Yeah, my best friend from college. And she she's said, best friend? She said, it, yeah, she's my best friend from college. Like, live together, the whole shebang. What is I, what am I trying to say? Whole shebang. And she said it was kind of awkward when she met you <laughs> and that she was like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Why? I don't understand. Listen, it's an awkward thing to do. Did she, so she thought it was awkward or I was awkward? She thought it was awkward. She didn't, she wasn't insulting you in any way, shape, or form, but she was like, I felt like I was bugging him. No, not at all. I mean, it's always like it's a weird thing. And I, she was like, she was very nice. And I was like, oh, hi. And I was like, oh, you're Amanda. Great. And like, I think I said, love working with Amanda, something like that. And then she was like, OK. And then she kind of people will do this kind of like, I don't know if I should end it or not. And then I'm kind of then I give them the out. It's like, oh, it was really thanks for saying hi. And oh, she was OK. Like, OK. So you were OK. So you thought you didn't want her to feel awkward. So you just kept it short and sweet. Yeah, but also like I, I, I was in in fairness to be totally you were candid. With I, your friends. I wasn't trying to like invite her to sit with us. Yeah, and she was working. She was working too. <laughs> she was working. But she also didn't give me the impression that she was like trying to linger either. It's always listen, it's an awkward thing to do. Do you feel like what's the best ever like intro so or like someone walking up to you, like a stranger walking up to you? What's the most successful or like best one that's happened? Just come with a clear intention there uh we were in brooklyn Nellie and i and the I don't, I don't know his name but the actor he's in a lot of movies he he's jepson i think from uh the movie the holiday he's the quote-unquote bad guy in a knight's tale the british actor jesper 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 in the holiday it's the guy that kate Wins hungs out anyway i saw him i'm like oh i know that guy and i just he walked past me i said love your work he said oh thanks and that was it you know like i just wanted him to know that i was a fan so it's just more it's like you definitely need an out you know totally totally like, do you think do you like it when people pretend like start talking to you in a way that doesn't acknowledge that you're like that they know you from somewhere well, that's the worst it's the how do i know you and i know they know or or they'll be like you know you know i don't know but I will say, I do want to say I was in New York and it was a really nice time. When I go to New York, it, it does mean a lot because especially when we went to GovBall Festival, uh, to have all the people who, who came up throughout New York City and stopped me uh, and said, I love your podcast. Five or six people were listening to the podcast while I walked past them. So that means a lot. And that's also just a super cool feeling for me. And so certainly appreciate all the people saying hi, especially... Um, you know, all the people who acknowledge this podcast and, and the ethnic episodes or in the bachelor fan. So pretty cool. And, uh, and that is cool. But yeah, I mean, especially if they're, you know, stuff like that, love the podcast or whatever, you know, the podcast is the key to my heart, obviously, you <laughs> so, know, like, Oh, well, weren't you on that show? Like, uh, I might, be, I, you know, I might get pretty awkward pretty fast, but, uh, yeah, the podcast is file files is the end. Take the note key to everyone. my heart. Yeah. I, 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 uh, yeah. But even then, like, you know, because like when you say hi to a stranger, like 
if you're gonna hit on them, then you like you're you want to stick around, and even then, maybe you might want to just like say hi, get their number. But like, yeah, like I'm trying to be nice, but also trying to go about my day, what to do, whatever it is I'm doing. It's uh, listen, it's it's not meant to not be awkward. Well, I also think because you're an introvert, like I think being an introvert and then being someone who's like been on TV and those two things it's i think it's very easy to read like more like shyness is like oh I was, they think they're above who me. was i talking about that was weekend someone from the bachelor world that like people have in, like as we talked about with uh susan collins like half the population has introverted qualities right like and i'm a bit of an ambivert but i definitely i've gotten more i was also talking about this i've gotten more introverted as a result of of being in the public eye like i think it's like heightened my introverted qualities uh, or exacerbated them, if that's the word. And yeah, it doesn't. It 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 is harder <laughs> for introverts to deal. I wouldn't say deal, but to interact with a ton of strangers. Yeah, uh, and to have it like thrust upon you when you're not expecting it. Yeah, I imagine it's like pretty it's, whack. It's a challenge, but I'm aware of it, and I I I, I work on it. But I do can't thank all the people who did say hi uh in new york over the weekend it's a couple of people and i asked their name and i, I want to be like hey shout out to shout like, out Angela. but like you know who you are if you stop me and you're listening to the podcast so thank you um we have a great episode for you great callers don't forget to send in your questions at ask nick at castmedia.com cast with a k we've got a big week for you this week uh, lined up bachelor in paradise finale uh, on tuesday we have a great episode for you on Wednesday with the wonderful Emily DiDonato. Uh, you might know her from her modeling career, Victoria of uh, Sports Show Swimsuit. She's also big into skincare. Just a lovely human. Great perspective on life, her marriage. She's pregnant now. Um, uh, her skincare routine. Like, uh, well, I really enjoy talking with Emily, so be sure to check that out on Wednesday. And uh, always appreciate you guys listening. Again, send in those questions at asknickacastme.com. Okay, and let's get to those callers. What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hi, I'm Kylie and I'm 26. Hi, Kylie. How can I help? So I originally wrote in about a on again, off again, three year situation that I've been in. Okay. And I don't want to dive too much into the details because I could probably talk for days to you about it. But basically for some context, we've been on and off again from the beginning and we've never really had to be what are we feelings conversation um it was always just more than hooking up um but never got to the point where we would express feelings or anything with each other um and when I say on again off again I mean like there'll be like six months of talking and six months of not talking and it's not like we ever just fizzled out and stopped communicating. It was very much like an argument would set it off or jealousy or other on, people involved. On whose part for the most part? Um, It was mostly like things he was doing that upset me. Gotcha. That would then kind of cause the, I'm guilty of like the unblocking blocking game um, or like saying I'm done with you and unfriending. And then months would go by and he would either reach out or I would either unblock him and kind of we'd, we'd get back into the same routine of like not even addressing what had happened and just like going about what we usually do. Our last point of no contact was like January through May. 
And then he came back in May and reached out. And obviously I answered like I usually do. But at that point, I was kind of getting fed up with the games he was playing. So I tried to kind of have that what are we talk for the first time in like two and a half years. And I basically was like, okay, how do you feel about me? We've never talked feelings before. Um, Why did you come back? And he basically just pinned the question back on me and was like, I don't know. How do you feel about us? And I straight up said Sometimes I think we would work and sometimes I think we never would, but we've never given it like a real try. We've never been on the same page. And he kind of just brushed it off of like, oh, I just got out of something with someone and I'm not looking to jump into anything serious. So I should have took that as no, I don't want anything. And I should have stopped talking, but clearly we just kept continuing to do what we always do. So it was actually for the first time, like really starting to affect my mental health and like make me more depressed with the games he'll play of going weeks without talking to me, but then accusing me of seeing other guys and getting upset when I wouldn't spend the night with him saying things like, Oh, you don't want to sleep next to me. Just like things like that. And it was starting to get to the point where I knew I had to do something because it was not benefiting me at all. So I took notes from your podcast and I sent a very chill text message that was basically like, hey, we can't do this anymore. You don't want commitment and I do. And that's totally fine that you don't, but I don't think we should hang out anymore because I need to move on. And obviously he didn't come running back and saying, no, you know, stay, I love you. But he was basically like, clearly you've made up your mind. Like, I don't know what you want me to say to that. I'm just going with the flow. So I was like, okay, you do you like, but I don't want to be, you know, in your flow. So I left it as like, hope you find what you're looking for. And we haven't talked since. Um, And that was about like a week and a half ago. So really all of that leads into my question of how do you kick this, like they'll always be back mindset that we tell ourselves when we get like rejected um, and actually like grow for ourselves and not to try to prove what he's missing or like make him want you back. Like how do you actually grow for yourselves? Um, And then number two is, are you an advocate for sending that paragraph explanation to people or do you think treating with silence sometimes is the best option. Yeah, first of all, I think it, as far as you sending that letter, you know, thanks for for listening. I think it was a good thing, I guess, it, when you finally sent that letter of just putting out what you wanted. You yeah. stopped asking him what he wanted. You told him, you know, you, you set a boundary there. The big question for you, you have to ask yourself, right, is in... I'm glad you acknowledge that you've done the blocking and unblocking, you know, people, some people like we talk a lot about obviously boundaries. We certainly talked a lot about them recently, but you, you know, we talk about the blocking and I've said like, it's not to be used as a tool. Like you have to be not don't block, you know, setting boundaries is we've been talking a lot about power too. setting boundaries is a Mm -hmm. way to kind of invoke your power to like, say, this is, where I stand and, you know, I'm going to defend this position. But when you start using that power as a tool to do other things as a way to manipulate them, 
right? Because it's a little bit of manipulation on your part, right? To block and try to get a reaction, yeah. get them upset or say things you don't mean. And you might be doing this because you feel victimized by them, but you, you know, you become the boy who cried wolf, so to speak. You lose your power because it's just like, you know, when you first block someone, someone might be like, oh my God, they blocked me. Did I do something wrong? And then they unblock you. And then eventually he's just like, how does she fucking blocks me? And I'll just let her cool off. For exactly. And, and, and I do do it because I do realize that I'll probably like stalk their social media if I don't. So there's part of me that does do it for my own well, you know, good. mental health. But if you continue to do it and then undo it, it's definitely, it loses its, you know, significance. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is like w when you write, when you sent him this letter, mm -hmm. if you sent it, I, I'm sure there was part of you that even though you were trying to take my advice and you, you know, there's a part of you that was just like, maybe this will work. You know, maybe he'll finally realize yeah, what he's missing. And, you know, you're human. So I get that. I'm not judging, you know, so like you just have to, try to fight that feeling how do you fight that feeling well clearly so much of your self-worth is wrapped up in his uh, validation of towards you mm -hmm. or how, how he feels about you or his willingness or unwillingness to be in the relationship yeah and, and i've i've never done that in the past of like all like exes come back all the time guys come back I've never taken anyone back and I've always been fine with it. So I guess like we need, I need to stop telling myself that he has this like power over me where I can't say no to him because I've never done it in the past. And like, I just need to like kick that fake power that I think he has over me and realize like, well, it's not fake um, power. It's real power, but you are giving him that power. Well, that the good news is, is like, it's real, but you, <laughs> you do have control over it. You know, people are always like, what should I give my family, my friend, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, my grandparent a gift? And like, listen, it's from the heart is always the best gift you can possibly give someone. And that's where StoryWorth comes in. Give the gift to help loved ones share their stories with their family with provocative questions about their memories and personal lives. I've given this gift to my couple of family members, specifically my dad loved it. So you're very sentimental. And, and what the great part is you learn just so much about your parents uh, and their lives and they are coming up with stories that didn't even think to tell because again these interesting questions that story with helps provide story, story with is a meaningful way to connect with your loved ones with stories in their own words and there is no shortage of surprises like i said after one year story with will compile every story including photos in a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free you can order multiple copies for your siblings children's or other relatives and like i said uh super cool uh did it for my dad and all the people in my family really uh, cherish it Storyworth is a meaningful gift you and your family can treasure forever get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash v-i-a-l-l you'll get ten dollars off your first purchase that's storyworth.com slash v-i-a-l-l for ten dollars off you have just, you will let him have this power. So there's power there for for you. Yeah. And then you talk about how like he would get jealous or et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sure at some point as fucked up as that is, and that might even be some sort of manipulation tactic or whatever. And I'm sure all these budge words, but what it was in that moment, it made you feel good. He cared. Like a lot of people like it when their partner gets jealous and insecure. 
You know, yeah. I, I know a lot of uh, men and women who will go out of their way to make their partner jealous just to get a reaction because they're worried that they don't care. So here mm-hmm. he is being toxic and accusing you of doing shit you're not doing and maybe even projecting what he's doing onto you, et cetera, et cetera. And instead of you seeing that as fucked up and manipulative and toxic, you're just like, oh, thank God he cares about me. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you have to see it for what it actually is and beyond, and you're starting to get there. You're, that's the good news. You know, now that you've written this letter and you uh, a year and a half, you have to tell yourself, I know there's a part of me that wants him to call, but I do know that the best thing for me that he, is that he doesn't. In fact, I hope he doesn't call because I know that at least right now, I hope he doesn't call anytime soon. I hope he doesn't call next week or two or month because I, I'm, I'm worried that I haven't healed yet. I'm worried that I lack the strength to say no to him. And I know I should say no to him. I know he's not good for me. And I know these feelings I feel aren't healthy. They're not love. They're, they're not, oh, we're meant to be. It's not the world bringing us back together. It's me lacking the strength and the confidence in myself and him scratching that wound over and over because it hasn't healed yet. Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you want to tell yourself that you hope he does it. Now, if he does reach out in the next two or three weeks or month before you truly are healed, then the time between now and when he might reach out is that you try to work on, you know, you muster the strength to say no to him. Maybe you do block him now. I mean, the best time to block him right now, or the best time to block him is now when you've set the boundary and you know you don't want him to reach out. And by blocking him, won't allow him to reach out even if he does want to reach out because you're done. Yeah, you have to put it in like nothing he could say would like fix it basically yeah nothing. so like there's no need to have his number or have him on social media if he reached out in the next three weeks all he would be doing is responding to the fact that he can't have you anymore mm-hmm. you know and then like and we said this in the last caller too it'd be you know people drag their feet all the time and sometimes it's justifiable right sometimes we all you know especially in today's world the so many reasons and we have access to so much and we drag our feet. You know, we live in a world where our options are limitless and there's dating apps. And sometimes it's like, Oh, is this the person? I don't know. Like, am I really willing to give it all up for this one person? But that person, if they are going to drag their feet should have at least a clear, it should be very clear. It shouldn't be confusing, you know, but it's, it's all over the map with this guy, you know? And what he just wants is you around. He just wants you available. He just wants you know, it sounds like power and control, you know? So knowing that he, accepting that he's not right for you, accepting that all these feelings that you have felt for him are not love or chemistry or romance or, you know, destiny. You just got caught up with a guy who was able to keep scratching a wound that wasn't healed. And and that wound, you know, doesn't, you know, you're fine. You just, you just played on it. And, you know, you just got caught up in it. We've all been caught up in it. And then that's maybe your ego getting caught up in it. You know, the fact that you said that I've never had this happen to me before. That's what's fucking you up. 
You know, maybe you're yeah. used to being the one who's ending things or not like, you know, sweating the small stuff when it comes to a guy. But here you finally met a guy who fucks you up. And so many of us will confuse that as like love or meaningful things. It's like, no, that's the one person you should be running from. Because yeah. you're not like you at your best self is still setting boundaries with the people you love, holding them accountable for the, with the people you love, like saying no to the people you love. Because, you know, we all will take a foot if we're given an inch, even with people we love, you know, and we have to have the strength to be able to still hold those people accountable. And people we are powerless against is not love. I you, totally agree. You're on your way. Just if, I, if you were take ask my advice i would get off the phone and just block him on everything block his cell phone number don't have, like he should have yeah, no sometimes i feel like that since the president that he thinks like i can't control myself not to talk to him and it i have to block him it, we don't care what he thinks about you anymore we don't care if he thinks he has power over you what we care about is your ability to heal and move on so that when he does get a hold of you, you can be closer to indifference than being triggered by him. Yeah. So we don't care. Sense. We're not trying to win a PR contest with him. We're not, we don't care who thinks who won the breakup. That won't be determined until down the road. People don't win breakups in the moment. People win breakups years from now. You know, five years, you look back and be like, yeah, I kind of won that shit. Yeah. You know, you don't win in the first couple of weeks just because they like are fucking someone new who you think is hot and that makes you feel that's not winning. That's just a reaction. So yeah. we don't care about any of that. We don't care what he thinks. Let him think what he wants. Let him think that you're doing nothing but crying and pining over him and waiting. It doesn't matter. You're not. That's that's great advice. So I think you should block him and you should just try to heal and you know it's okay if, if 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 you've ever have you done therapy ever yeah i'm currently great um so someone. work on you know what it is about how he makes you feel that's doing this you know but it's it's definitely not romance or love or you know or anything that has to do with he's not special he's just he's just there yeah he's he's he knows how to scratch a scab he's a he's a scrab picker yeah thinking of it like that definitely will help in the long run you're close i think you're, you're on your way just block him and don't don't worry about what he's thinking don't worry about if he's missing you or wondering you, about you hope that he's not I yeah i think that's the most important part switching that mindset of i hope he knows how well i'm doing or i hope he knows i'm fine to actually i really don't care and so your focus is on i need to be at heal i need to take care of myself. I need to get myself in a good place because your goal is to not give a shit about him. I'll definitely work on that in the next few months and uh, I'll let you guys know. All right. Keep us posted. Best of luck. You're going to be great. Thanks so much, Nick. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. How's it going? Hi, it's Stephanie and I'm 36. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> How can I help? Um, I just got a question kind of concerning my dating life. Um, I've been single for, let's see, probably 11 years. Um, I've gone on and off dating with people, but it just seems like I choose the wrong guys and I don't know how to not do that anymore, I guess. And I don't know if I'm not giving 
the right guys the chance, but then I keep just going to the dirt bags and giving them chances for whatever reason. So I don't know if you need a little backstory on my life. Like, I, don't know. I mean, whole, I mean, sure. I mean, I don't know about the whole life, but right. Yeah. No, I mean like I essentially have only had one long relationship, like about three and a half years, but that was back in high school. Um, I had a two year on and off relationship with kind of a, an ex drug addict. Um, and that was obviously not very good for me. Um, so I don't know if those two things of like the first relationship, he ended up cheating on me. So, and then played mind games after the fact mm -hmm. with me, just kind of like would stay in contact with me and, um, you know, just insinuate he wanted to get back with me. But then like, as soon as I'd reach out to him, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, crazy, just calm yourself. Like we're not dating anymore. And it's like, okay. And then of course I move and then I meet this guy who, um, well, he was an ex-drug addict, was still a drug addict and stuff. And obviously that is not a good scenario anyway, because he's a drug addict. And so it's like mine, he mind fucked me literally for two years. So telling me how worthless I was, telling me I would never amount to anything, that kind of stuff. So I don't know if those two scenarios have given me. Was that was two ex-drug addicts? No, just just the one. The one, mm -hmm. it was just a high school relationship, the gotcha. first one, and he uh -huh. cheated on me. And okay. then the second guy, okay. yeah, with the, I mean, that's the second longest relationship, even though it was like on and off for two years. How so long ago did the second situation end? Like, um, that was probably eleven years ago. Okay, and then so what have you I, been doing in the past eleven years? Like, it's not. Um, I've been I've been dating. Okay. Um, you know, I I tried to give guys chances and stuff. Um, my standards weren't all that high at the, at the end. You know, at the beginning of my dating after this guy, just because I'm like, well, I just need to make sure that they have a living, they can drive, and you know, they can pay for stuff. Like, I it wasn't like I had like all these, you know high standards for anything but i kept picking like the bad boys the guys that had problems because i think I, maybe i wanted to fix them maybe I, I don't yeah know. i don't know yeah and so then you know then i would kind of my friends would just be like dude what are you doing like these guys are idiots like what are you doing so okay fine so then i'd keep trying to date people and i i don't know if i keep missing the opportunities for the good guys because i don't feel like i'm worthy enough for the good guys but it's like, I don't know. I, but I, I meet guys and I'm like, Oh, these seem like nice people. And then I'll get like confirmation from friends around. They'll be like, Oh yeah, he's super nice. He asked about you. He wants to get to know you. And then they turn out to be super weird, like super weird. Like what? What so, do you mean? Like, so I had an incident recently. I met this guy at a bar. I hadn't seen him at all. And so I was like, okay, we kind of not really clicked, but you know, he liked the same kind of things as I did. So I was like, all right, I'll give you my number. If anything comes out of it, it's just, I have a friend because I have no single friends. They're all married with kids and a family. So I was like, well, at least then I can have a buddy or if it went somewhere, great, you know? So I gave him my number and then it was literally a two week hiatus is what this happened. I ended up going on a date with him um, pretty much to his house for uh, wine. I got hammered, big deal. So then the next day he was really like needy for me. Like it was, it was really aggressive and just kind of like, dude relax man like whatever and then he ended up leaving me two voicemails uh later that night just like oh i really like you you're the greatest thing ever and stuff and then he dropped the i love you and i was like you, you literally just spent one night with me and so that was kind of weird so then I, I addressed it with him you know i was like hey listen i'm not used to the affection that you're giving me at the moment so like it's just it's new you know i, I don't get guys who are that into me right away so i don't know how to how to deal with it and all his reactions were was well if you're not feeling it i guess you're just not feeling it 
and that was it. I'm like, all right, I guess. And that was it. And well, how did that make you feel? Well, I mean, it was kind of like, I, I was okay with it only just because I'm like, if he's, I can't, I couldn't, I, there's no way I could pursue dating him knowing that he's on one end of the, the spectrum and I'm on the other end. Cause then I would feel well, like yeah. I would have to. Well, that's kind of my point. It's just like, you're right. Your instincts were right. Like it's not normal to like spend one per night with someone and then the next, and then the, in the, and within the next week or two or day, they're just like profess their love for you. Yeah. You know, that's it's and just it, another like extreme reaction to a situation. And if, if nothing else, it's an example of someone who's just emotionally immature. A lot of it is it's probably my guess is is like you're just having a hard time setting boundaries or and even when you try to set your boundaries, maybe it is, um, you know, the manipulation or abuse you deal with dealt with uh, with the first couple guys. Yeah. that make you second guess yourself about the boundaries you're setting. And then you'll feel bad, like, well, I'm not trying to hurt you. You know, I'm not, I don't mean it, you know? And so like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, date, again, dating is hard and sucky and there is a lot of immature, emotionally unavailable people out there, especially yeah. men. And I think it's just, you know, finding the confidence in yourself to say, yeah, I, I, why would I want to deal with this? That's not normal. I don't want to deal with someone who doesn't have their shit together, whether it's, uh, alcoholism i'm not going to deal with someone who is going to not have an adult conversation with me and communicate with me it's just perspective it's looking at it through the lens of i'm learning quickly about these guys who aren't ready or available for me mm -hmm. and then having the confidence just to move on you know you can yeah. get discouraged it's like oh just another fucking shitty guy that i met like you know and that's <laughs> Yeah, that's a bummer, you know. You know, using shopping analogies today, but like, yeah, you, you know, out there and you want to get a shirt. You have an idea of a shirt that you want, and you spend all day shopping at the ball. You just don't find the shirt. You're just like, I was just shopping all day. I didn't I bought some shit I don't need. I bought another blue shirt. I got a bunch of blue shirts, but I wanted to find something else, and it can get discouraging. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, the, and I the, feel like the that's trick is, is having like, the willpower. Yeah, the trick is not to have the willpower to buy the shirt you already own or you don't need just because you mm -hmm. felt like buying something. Yeah. But you knew, but you couldn't find what you're looking for, you know? Mm. So you just got to have yeah. the willpower not to like, I just want to buy something because like, I just have the itch to buy something. Mm. No, you have to have the discipline to not buy it and the energy and the time to go back out there and try a different mall or a store. And maybe you have to take a break, yeah. you know, maybe you're a little tired, your feet are sore, a little swollen from walking around all day, but you take breaks and, mm -hmm. and, and, um, just kind of believing yourself and when you you know if you go on one date and someone seems nice mm. you know that's bare minimum and so yeah. don't be so quick to like ask your friends like is he good is he is okay uh, mm. also like who are where where are you shopping so to speak you know uh, yeah see that's my problem so because my friends and i don't blame them at all they're you know they've been in one last relationships with you know now they got family so i don't really get out much so yeah. i work i got a day job and i also work at a bar and so i meet a lot of what? my perspectives i guess at the bar yeah. and i've been telling myself lately just because i'm older i don't need you know the bs i'm like you know i, I need to stop dating people at the bar yeah. but you know and unfortunately this last one i i met him there but i hadn't seen him there so i was like well he's not my regular bar fly so that's okay right like give him a shot Let's sure i mean I, but, I'm not, I don't think you have to 
like have that be a non-negotiable? I mean, you could if you wanted to, but you don't have to. But I do think you want to expand. Are you on any dating apps? I've been on literally almost every dating app and it's okay. always the same people, always the same people. Sure. And it's like, I can see those are people you like, out. Are you living in like a small town or? Um, I live um, just like, it's in like the Chicago area. So okay. like, it's not like it's a small town. It's, oh, sure. you know, there's okay. lots of people Plenty around. Of people. So yeah, so it's not yeah super bad it's just i apparently where i live they're just a bunch of scumbags i don't know <laughs> do what so, you can and, and maybe it's not dating apps and maybe it's just expand i don't know how they all work but like expand the search area mm-hmm. and yeah i mean it can get discouraging you want but i it sounds like you are definitely shopping in the same pond so to speak going to the mm-hmm. same places and a combination of you know, they, you, 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 it's attracting the same types of guys. And then yeah. the guys you do give a chance to, maybe it's a combination of you just being a little impatient and things like that. You investing in the wrong people, um, not following your gut, you know, and, and things like that. Yeah. And I, I usually try and follow my gut and it, and again, no fault to my friends, but they'll, they'll be like, well, you really should just give this guy a shot. Just give him a shot. What's it going to hurt? You know, they give me that line. So I'm like, but I'm feeling like it's not going to work. What are the, what are the guys head. they want to give you a shot? Oh, they don't have any. Like I, I did actually have a friend of mine. She set me up with a friend of theirs, um, a couple of years ago and it was, it was okay. And you know, they were just like, it was probably one of my better dating experiences I've had in the sense that, you know, he picked me up, we went to dinner, he paid for dinner, like we had a good conversation, it lasted about a month, but then he got super weird too, with the the comments he would make, and I had to question my friend, I'm like, uh, what is up with these, like, what is this, and she's like, I don't know, and she'd ask her husband, because that's whose friend it was, and then the one comment that really just, you know, took the cherry on, I was just like, all right, I can't do this, so I ended up letting him know, I'm like, hey, I like you, like, I like spending time with you, but these are the things that are concerning me right now because I don't know how to like, I don't, I don't know why you're saying all this stuff when I don't, I don't need this in my life. Like he said, he got in fights all the time um, for whatever reason. And obviously I'm not big on that because I bartend. So I don't need you to protect me or anything like that. And then he would comment on like sexual stuff. And it was just like, it was weird. It was just things that like, he didn't need to be bringing up from his past. And I was like, next time you go, I mean, he took it well. And I felt good about ending it, but you know, he was a good person. I mean, I think in hindsight now knowing who he is, I don't think we would have worked out, but it's just like, they, I do get set up, but then it turns out like something like this. And it's just like, is it me? Is it just the, the guys that I'm set up with? I don't know. A combination of everything. What, what is an insecurity you have about your dating life? Like what are your, do you have insecurities about certain guys that you, want to get a chance to but you're too insecure about being rejected so then maybe you're you know what i'm saying like yeah i do you have some self-letting beliefs that are stopping you from really expanding your your search area it's it's probably more of the less that because of uh that last relationship i was in it was probably more that i'm not worthy of like the nice guy like the really good guys that have the good families that have the good values i don't think i'm good enough for them what, what do you I think mean is what like, is. okay like why I, I don't i i don't know i just i, I just I'm like oh they're not they're gonna find somebody better or somebody more worthy of them even though i know that i got 
good values I bring a lot to the table. I'm very, very independent. Like I've obviously been on my own for. Yeah. Well, ever. that's so, uh, again, without like getting into your whole life story, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're not in a small town. There's clearly plenty of people out there. Yeah. Are there a lot of shitty prospects all over the place? For sure. Right. And you know, I go to bars or whatever, but like, yeah, yeah the bar can attract a lot of, you know, people who just all variety of people that might be bad for you. And I, my guess is you might have some self-living beliefs about yourself and some insecurities about yourself that are stopping you from really expanding your dating pool, so to speak. It's mm-hmm. not as small as you might be making it, right? But okay. you are mm-hmm. afraid of maybe getting rejected about by those guys, mm-hmm. right? you're afraid of not being worthy for them. And so you mm-hmm. avoid even putting yourself out there, uh, pursuing people that you've already decided inside that you don't have a chance with. Yeah. So start shooting your shot with people that you, you might even think, I don't know, they know they'll never like me because right now it's just like, you're spending a lot of time rejecting a lot of shitty options mm-hmm. and start getting rejected by some good options because we all get rejected. Yeah. You know, it's not a reflection of you. Like it's just a matter of chemistry and finding someone. So I think you just, you know, and maybe there's some therapy that, you know, you could dive into and, and, and peel back those layers. You know, I don't, we don't have enough time mm-hmm. to try to do that, but my gut tells me there's something there because it's oh. there's just there are good guys out there and you're yeah. an attractive person with a good personality there you're, there's plenty of good guys worthy of you who will like you but you do have to be willing to put yourself out there and be rejected by some of those guys oh. uh, for you to be able to find what you're looking for because you're not going to find it in the pond that you're fishing or the mall that you're sh- whatever the analogy is sure right? yeah so yeah <laughs> That's that's my guess of your situation, and and it might just take some time to just uh, address your insecurities and face them head on. You know, therapy is a great option to do that mm-hmm. and figure yeah. that out, and then really be honest with yourself about where you are looking for these guys, and are you really mm-hmm. expanding your 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 circle, or are you just trying to avoid guys that? And not it's not a nice guy thing. It's just guys that you think I they would never date me. Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, try to you know challenge yourself. You're gonna you're gonna get rejected, and that's okay. We've all been rejected, you know, a lot of times. If you're if people are really honest, I don't care who they are, or what they look like, or what their job is. If they're if they're aiming high, they're gonna get rejected, and you yeah. should be aiming high when it comes to your love life. Okay, well that's I mean that was a nice thing that you said because a lot of people tell me I'm too picky or my standards are too, you know, they're like you're expecting too much, and I'm like, well I obviously I've been single a long time. Of course I'm expecting too much because not too much. I'm just expecting a lot because I give a lot. So yeah. I want somebody just to have the same hustle. Yeah. I wonder know, if you're I, just playing it so too safe and then being picky with the very safe pool that you're shopping with. It's like we, you're going to the same, you know, mini mall over and over and be like, I don't like anything here. And you're like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. It's, yeah. These are the stores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like here, take your pick or don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right. Go to Beverly Hills and maybe you'll find a, a sale and be shocked that, you know, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't shop. At oh, I got you. But, yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, best of luck. It, all right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. How's it going? 
Hey, it's good. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name is Janice. I'm 21. Hi, Janice. How can I help? I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan, by the way. Oh. I've had multiple dreams where I'm stranded somewhere and you come and you give me advice. Great. So this is really great. Very meta. Yeah. Well, let's see if I can actually be helpful. So I have been seeing someone for the past eight months. I'm 21. The guy is 28. Okay. Uh, when I started seeing him, I was 20. Uh-huh. Uh, he's about to turn 29. So there's a bit of an issue there. I'm not seeing him anymore. Um, I had a lot of issues in the case that um, I just listened to your last week episode where you're talking about defining gaslighting yeah. and the Instagram post you saw and how that was irritating you. That's something that I've been looking at a lot because I'm trying to define it. I feel like I was being gaslighted and emotionally manipulated for the past eight months. And it's something that is really staying with me. Um so me and this guy have a lot of mutual friends. I have not the, heard from them the, in the past three weeks. The older guy you're no longer seeing, you're you're trying to figure out if you were being gaslit. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out like what happened because I feel very terrible after the situation. You feel terrible I'm about just it. Trying to, I feel terrible about it. Okay. Why? I, I heard from him. Um, basically, there are just multiple situations in which he would talk down to me, make me question my sanity, um, use our age difference as a way to discredit my experiences or my stories. And this is just a repetitive thing he would do. Okay. I mean, again, like that that sounds very condescending, not necessarily gaslighting. My, and I think it's very common with, for people, especially if there's an age, like in your case, right? You were 20, 20, you're 21. And when people are, are of that kind of age, you know, not always, but sometimes, uh, like you're what you're, when you're 20, you were what, two years removed from high school, right? And I don't know yeah. your life or your experiences in high school or how quickly you matured, you know, whatever. But for the average person, you know, it's pretty typical life, lived at home, went to college or not college or whatever. And nowadays we kind of leave the, the, the nest later in life. You know, it's not like years ago you got kicked out, you kind of fend for yourself, you grew up pretty fast. I think we're maturing in general a little slowly or whatever. And so then you date someone who's, you know, he was what, 28, 27 years old. That's not a huge age difference, but like it's an age difference. For sure. And and this age difference, he's, you know, as a young man, you know, I, I didn't really feel like I matured until I was like 29, 30. But I don't know him, right? But he's he's had some life experience and he's probably feeling pretty good about it, right? And he's he's made some oh, mistakes. He, yeah, and he's he made some mistakes. Loves himself. Yeah, and so so here he is dating someone he likes and, and half the time he probably might even have been thinking... Oh, hey, babe, I uh, let me like, no, nah, like you, I mean, you don't know this because like, you know, you have an experience like I have. And I, I, I think it's just very easy to be condescending and it's not an excuse. I think we don't even realize we're condescending. I, I think that's part of growing up. I mean, I've, I've had to recognize how I can be condescending or how I've been condescending. And it was, 
right around that that age time where I was real like I was finally like living some life experience and I was healing from my mistakes and my trauma so I want you know and that's a that's a challenge and again if you're in a relationship with someone like that like you were that, that can get very discouraging and and just being like exhausting and and again makes you feel like less than and it makes you feel and it's all just really condescending you know. I wish it was justified because we weren't even in a relationship. Okay, but okay. <laughs> so, but how did you find yourself invested in a situationship that you now say wasn't even a relationship because you were part of that decision? Yeah. So, where I'm at right now is that I have no contact with our mutual friends anymore. Okay. Um they have all like reassured him and been like you've done nothing wrong like him. you're good and my friends yeah they've reassured him i heard from him like a couple of days ago um so they've all reassured him with my friends they're all like this guy is such a fucking dick like don't go back to him he gaslighted you he did this this is etc and i'm just like how can there be so completely like polar opposite sides sure. to the spectrum yeah and i just don't because they're understand. your friends and they got your back you know, do you watch Sex in the City? Like Carrie's, like all. I love Sex. In the they City. all have each other's back, and they're all just toxic animals. Just I mean, animals. There's toxic people making bad decisions, and and rightfully so. They're having each other's backs because they're friends. You know, they're all like Carrie, big sucks, and blah 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 blah. And like I'm not defending big, but Carrie was a big part of that problem, right? But they're not, you know. And only Miranda finally had the guts, and you know, anyway, I could go on and on, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, they're your friends. They're supposed to have your back. You know? You know, that's what friends are for. You know? You, I think I'm... I, I completely agree. I'm someone that's really big on accountability. Okay. So, and this is a man that, like, refuses to take accountability. He was like, I'm sorry, like, I hurt you. Accountability for what? It, I, you're going to have to give me some specifics here because, like... Yeah, I know. There's being so condescending. Much, like, a, in and of itself is not gaslighting. I don't know if he gaslit you yeah. or not, but I do know condescending is not by itself gaslighting. Okay, l let me give some context. Okay. okay. So this guy is like 28, about to turn 29. Okay. He, I'm currently a university student. Uh -huh. He um, works at the company that owns my campus. <laughs> okay. So that's like interesting. Um, we had to keep it down low. We had kind of had a friends with benefits situation. Um, I met him because I'm friends with a lot of the people that live at his apartment. So I met him at a gathering. Um, I was seeing someone at the time, but it wasn't exclusive. So like me and him, like we're just drinking and then like we had a hookup, et cetera. Didn't think about it. And then I just felt weird about it because I didn't know him. And I was like, oh, this is a guy who's much older than me. Maybe he is like, this is a thing he does with younger women, like, et cetera. Um, so then I was seeing someone else that ended after a month. And then it kind of became a rebound thing for four months. So that kind of became the situation. Okay, so this situation, there's something that happened in the first month that we were involved in January of this year. So we had both been drinking. He gets very like angry drunk and that's kind of triggering for me oh, because yeah, of sucks. my past. Yeah. And it, it really sucks. It's really shitty. Angry drunk's the worst. And, yeah. I don't I choose. Yeah. 
not if I see angry drunk, that's a non-negotiable for me. You know? Yeah. Like So that that's been a thing for me as well. So he had gotten in a fight with his roommates and he's very ego heavy. He's accomplished a lot, etc. So he and it didn't bother me at first because I'm like, oh, this is a guy that's accomplished a lot. So it's not going to bother me. But then it comes out more when he's angry drunk. So he was angry drunk. Wait, um, wait, wait. Hold on. Time. Fa- I just pause for a second. Like his mm-hmm. his accomplishments have lo- in life you feel are a justification for him having an uncontrollable ego. It might be. That's the, what I thought. It might be an explanation, but it's not a justification. Yeah. That's that's what I have this thing with like making excuses for people because I'm too open minded. Okay. And I realize that's not a sure. thing now. So he was very like angry drunk. He got in a fight with his flatmates. Like okay. someone like threw a glass. I was like, I'm gonna leave. So I left. Uh-huh. And then one of the flatmates called me back because like they needed like support and I'm friends with his flatmates. So then I came back, consoled the flatmate, and then he was just there. And I went, like, to stay with him for the night. I don't know why I did that, um, because he was so angry drunk, and we had, like, a hookup, and next time I saw him, we were having, like, wine and talking. I still went back. I still went back. Um, (laughs) Next time I saw him, we were having wine, we were talking, and it basically came out that, like, I was upset from that situation. And I was just trying to tell him I was uncomfortable. I've had similar experiences in the past, like... I don't like being around you drunk. And he was like, well, I don't want to be with someone that isn't comfortable like being around me when I'm drunk. Like, I love getting drunk. So I don't want to be around someone that isn't down to be around me when I'm drunk. I think it's a really weird boundary that he's trying to set. And it's a fairly toxic boundary he's trying to set. I wouldn't call that gaslighting, but I would call it shitty. And yeah, a huge red flag for you to like leave the situation you know? Yeah, there's one of many. Well, sure, but I guess so. Ultimately, <laughs> you seem to have a hard time accepting things, and yeah. you say like you said earlier, like you you're big on accountability, but you're big on accountability for other people, and you're not holding yourself accountable for getting yourself or staying in situations where the red flags are so obvious. Like you're clearly an intelligent person, you're introspective, you uh, you seem like you, you have this desire to be self-aware and yet you are openly, you're like, oh my God, I went back, like whatever. Like you know, you're, you know it. You don't need me to tell you you shouldn't, you know. And you're not holding yourself yeah. accountable for those choices and yet you're so, so, bent, so was- bent out of shape of this guy what? Like saying he's was wrong or sorry or he didn't do it perfectly i mean he's literally telling you that he wants to date someone who's okay with his bullshit and he has the right to say that and that's crazy for anyone to like say yes to like an angry like i want to be angry and i want to be drunk and i want someone to love me for it like he could say that till he's blue in the face and good for him for putting it out there and, and just being like, this is who I am. I'm an angry drunk who I want and who wants to be loved. That's actually honest. And you were like, eh, okay, maybe. I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why did you even entertain it? You're not holding yourself accountable for not listening to people's red flags. They're just waving in your face. That is true. I, I, I fully agree with that. Um, I think... 
for me as a person, it's really important for me to say my piece and for that person like to even like listen to it, like retain that information and then whatever happens after, like that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, or that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah, I don't buy that but, last part. Yeah. <laughs> I think you um, like to be heard I mean, and then you need to, and then you need a, a verification that you were heard. And, and that last part you often don't get and you have a hard time accepting that. Yeah, that's true. I would say that's a good read. Um, so where I'm at right now is basically I didn't talk to him for three weeks. This entire thing like really spiraled. Um, this has been going on from January up until now. Like me and him were talking all of summer, um, et cetera. And basically what had happened was I realized that a good majority of our conversations were him telling me everything I'm doing wrong, um, that I need to fix about myself, that uh, I get too hurt by the things he says, um, that he's just joking and I can't take jokes. Um, so basically, I had a very close family friend pass away okay, um, a couple weeks ago. Thanks. Um, and I got very upset about it. So I called him and he talked me through it. And then he decides to, like, bring up an argument with me. And he was just like, oh, like, and I was like, oh, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about, like, this double date we're going on. And then he he was like, oh, you said about, like, this. Like, this is what I get so mad about. And then I was like, what? And then he was like, no, we'll talk about it later because you're upset. And I was just like, well, you already brought it up. So we might as well talk about it. He's like, no, you're upset. Like, I like hate when you do this. Like, we'll talk about it later. And I was like, no, let's just talk about it now. And then it goes off like two hours of us talking. I'm like sobbing, like uncontrollably. And this man is just talking. What's clear to me is that you guys shouldn't be dating. Sounds like he's a very immature guy who has some growing up to do. And and you guys aren't compatible. And I think also you maybe you have some self-reflection and holding yourself accountable for paying attention to the red flags people are showing you and and not be so stubborn i think you're a little stubborn like a little bit yeah and you need to trust yourself like again and again you'll be fine like you at the risk i apologize for something condescending you are younger and it's okay to get a lot of this wrong i got all this wrong so many times over and 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 that's part of like figuring it out but you are smart like you're introspective you're a young person thinking about these things he is, what, 29? Hasn't thought about this stuff at all. Probably hasn't listened to one of my podcasts. You know what I'm saying? This is all like news to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> So you're, you're years ahead of this guy, right? Yeah. But now that you are accumulating the tools of learning this stuff, you got to use those tools. And those tools are saying no to the red flags. Like there's not getting what you are calling closure. That's not, you don't need closure. You need to be right. Yeah, yeah. You need to be um, validated. There's you don't need any closure. The closure right. is knowing yeah. this guy is not your guy, and anytime you hang out with him, it is going to turn into a fight. It's going to turn into a disagreement. Your feelings might get hurt. You might hurt his feelings. Either way, it's generally going to be toxic and messy. And it is not just all his fault. You know, it's a big part of his fault. No, for I know. Sure. It's- I know it's my fault as well. Because like that example you gave, you were upset. Someone passed away. He said something stupid. 
Then he was like, I don't know. You're right. So, and then you're like, and then you insisted. On, you could have been like, yeah. And you could have just left that bin and frustrated with him for not being sensitive and not being empathetic that you lost. Like you had, you had all the cards. Like he was unempathetic. He was selfish and self-centered about bringing something up that he had no place of bringing up. Instead of just being like, that was real dickish. Another reason why I should invest in this guy. You chose to have a two hour fight with him. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I just think coming from him, it came off a bit harsh because he was not like, I did this wrong. He was just like, this is everything you did wrong. And yeah, this no, is listen, how you should fix it. He sucks, especially for you. I'm not defending him. I don't, I'm not talking to him. I don't have him here. He's not on the phone. This isn't couples therapy. I'm just talking to you. <laughs> and I'm just trying to be like, you're wasting a lot of energy trying to fix a problem that you shouldn't even waste your time on. And you're trying to invest yeah, no. in someone you're, by your own admission, aren't even in a relationship with. Yeah. And this is a ton of energy that you're investing in someone not worthy of your time and energy. And it's not even your boyfriend. But a lot of lessons can be learned and, and you can grow from this and, and, and you can get better at holding yourself accountable. And so when you meet another guy and you can communicate better or learn to like walk away much faster before you get emotionally invested. Because the problem is that I'm being hard on you, but like the problem is, is like you are emotionally invested in this guy. You might not be your boyfriend, but you're invested. Like you, ugh, you're like, you've been hanging out with him long enough and you're just, ugh. and so you just don't know how to cut your losses. Yeah. And you need to learn how to do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like way too emotionally invested with like everyone in my life. Um, but no, part so of this is your ego though. You, 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 you like being right. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I've gotten a huge ego based off of his huge ego. No, 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 no. You off. can't blame him for your ego. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's okay, some shit fine, he would I'll do take... to you. That sounds like him. Yeah, the way you're describing true. it, be like, you know what? <laughs> it's your fault I have an ego. Like, what the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah, no, no, no. That's true. Um, but yeah, so I haven't talked to him for like three weeks. Um, I get a call from him a couple of days ago and he's basically like, Oh, like, okay, because our mutual friend, I reached out to our mutual friend and I reached out to her and I was like, why haven't I heard from you? And she was just like, oh, like, from what, like, I heard, I heard that you said he gaslighted you and emotionally manipulated you. And those are very strong terms. And I think you're lying. And I don't, if you're telling the truth, I don't want to be around someone that can use those terms lightly. And I was like, I'm not using them lightly. There are a lot of situations that have added up, et cetera. So I got a call from him. A couple minutes after that phone call, I don't have his number saved. So I thought it was like my coffee, picked it up. It was him. I was like, great. Um, and he was just like, hey, I just got done with a conversation with our mutual friend. And I'm confused. Like, I thought this was just a misunderstanding. And his basic thing was um, he went on for another two hours. And I, I let him. That was just my fault. Um, but his basic saying was like, Oh, like, if you just talk to me about what bothered you, I would fix it and adjust it. So you can't like associate these accusatory terms. But I was literally reading the definition of these terms and being like, you have done this. This is what you have yeah, done. Yeah, was it a post on Instagram that said if, you know what I'm saying? Like we gave the example in the episode you referenced uh, last week where it's just like mm -hmm. coughing doesn't mean you have COVID, you know? Yeah. And questioning you. And saying, well, I didn't say that 
doesn't mean he's you know like it could be you guys clearly are not listening to either each other you're not communicating yeah like and no and and i'm i'm not defending like you haven't given me one example where i'm like that's clearly gaslighting and maybe he has and clearly i haven't been in part of every conversation what it sounds like is him waving a bunch of red flags and i'm sure he's been manipulative i'm sure you have too i mean again being manipulative can be as simple we all bent out of shape about like and sometimes it's playful you're dating someone we've all been in a situation like this like babe can you like can you make me toast and you're like i don't know i just don't feel like doing it but like you make it so good like i love how you make toast that's manipulative you know you're trying to get your partner to make you fucking toast and you're being lazy and you want them to make you toast. I I like need to know if I'm doing something wrong. If it was wrong for me to use those terms, like when is it right to use those terms? Because well, it feels like we're in like the society that everyone's trying to label everything and distinguish you're right. every I, I, I don't, specific situation. We were all doing a decent job of standing up for ourselves before we ever watched the play gaslighting. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you could just say that wasn't cool or I didn't like that you said that. And I feel like you're manipulating me and, and we didn't need to like call it gaslighting. And again, like I'm not an expert in gaslighting. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a therapist. And you know, when we had Dr. Seligman come explain it to me and she like, again, referenced the play, we learned that it's not even the diagnosis manual. You don't go to therapy and they, they're not diagnosing you as a gaslighter. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, and so we're so like, I just don't know why you're so what's clear and what should be comforting to you is that he is toxic and you shouldn't be investing any more time in him. And that's such a great answer to find. And do you need it? Like what, what, and did you like, I don't know, whatever. And you could say like, listen, I, whatever, I, maybe you weren't, I don't know. I'm not an expert in gaslighting either way. I don't like how you made me feel about myself. I don't like how I felt around you. I didn't, you know, feel like I was by myself. And either way, I just think it's best. We don't talk anymore. I wish you the best of luck. I hope you're a great partner to the people you date in the future. I'm going to work on myself You know, like, why can't you just say something like that? I feel like, okay, so if I did, like, do something wrong by telling him, like, he gaslighted me and emotionally manipulated me, and he basically said what you're saying. I'm sure he emotionally (laughs) manipulated you at some point. I'm sure. So do I have to take accountability for the fact that I was wrong to use those terms? Like, do I have to do that? I, I do you I don't know what do you think I, I just don't again I'm not like I, I wasn't there you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. I I I I don't know it just seems like wait he said all those things what do you mean like he said all those things like we're not right for each so other he was he was just like oh like rather than using these terms you could have easily told me like this is what upset you and I would have worked on it and I told him that he didn't create an environment for me to be able to to feel comfortable for me to do that. That's a great. Um, that's and, that's great to say that. That was awesome that you said yeah. that. Yeah. And again, what you two? I mean, maybe he's stubborn too. We've established that you're stubborn. I haven't talked to him, but like, what you what you guys haven't agreed on is that it's just you should just stop trying to make this work. You know, you don't see eye to eye. You guys don't have to. Yeah. You can agree to disagree. You can just be like, listen, I don't know what if I it, I get his point And what I think you're trying to say that he said is that. And like I said on the last episode, 
I don't, like again, this is not like a, a in the diagnosis manual type of thing. It is literally a like a a a term that we're like a a society has adapted as a way to kind of describe a feeling or a, a very specific and and in the play it was a very specific thing of this guy trying to very kind of uh, Systematic. systematically had a plan. He had a goal in mind. He was trying to get something from her. I'm not an expert in gaslighting. It's not in the diagnosis manual. It's something that our society has adopted from a play. And my, my problem with it, as I mentioned last week, and kind of his point is we have attached it as a form of abuse. We are mm -hmm. loosely adopting various phrases and terms of examples, what could be gaslighting. And then we are diagnosing people as friends or as partners, and it has a very serious meaning behind it. Like people hear the word gaslighting and they think abuser. And I don't know if this guy, he sounds immature, manipulative, shitty, condescending, and he has a lot of growing up to do. And I'm not excusing any of that. But like, I, I don't know why I don't know. You don't need to know he, he was gaslighting. And whether you said he was or told someone else, I think you should just stop talking to the guy. He's bringing out the worst in you. And, yeah, and, like, and, and back to my original point, you have to hold yourself accountable to like your desire to be right and be heard. And, and again, you like I, it sounds like you're also like empathetic here. You don't you you like you're like, I, I well, I don't want to label him. I get that. But I don't think you guys have to agree on this. You, you said he was like, you're not the first one who said someone was gaslighting you. I don't, I don't think you committed mm -hmm. a crime here. Like, that's the problem. We're all doing this. They're making me feel like, like I haven't heard from any of our mutual friends. I've kind of been iced out. Um, so you're saying like, because oh, you accuse such... him as a gaslighter, his friends are taking this accusation very serious. And yeah, now you're and being labeled as a, uh, like a, a a boy who cried someone wolf, who like, like, a, like a, yeah yeah like that like falsely accusing someone of abuse yeah well that's yeah. the problem so I've been with iced out that's the problem with this gaslighting thing that's going on is that i know we all want like and i i think you just you should have ended it a long time ago mm -hmm. and he did I a lot of so. things wrong it sounds like and, yeah. and and you just kept ignoring this red flag and you just kept talking to him and you kept and and the way you're describing it sounds like a, a really immature guy who's even sounds like he's trying to get it right maybe really bad about it and that's not any i would I, if he called in i would be like maybe you should get some therapy and get some mentors and talk to some people who aren't going about this and Again, like you have a right to want to be loved for being an angry drunk, but I wouldn't expect anyone, a lot of people to be pretty excited about that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But you're describing two people who are really bad at listening to one another, who both want to be right, who both have egos, who are both stubborn. And, yeah. you know, I'm getting your story. And if he called it, I'm sure I'd get another story. And you guys both shouldn't be hanging out with each other. Yeah, so that's what my friends say too. I haven't reached out to him or anything, but yes, it does like play on my mind a lot. Like he was the one that reached out to me after three weeks and that was like, cause he wanted clarity, et cetera. Um, so I'm basically iced out of that friend group. 
Um, he has left the door open for me to talk to him if I need to. I have not opened and, that And this door. friend group that you're ice out of, are they your friends? So they were my, like, so I became, I got to know him through his friends. I was friends with his friends first. And they're all in a much older age group. But they're not so they're your not core group in, of friends. No. Okay. I don't think you need to be talking to them. I, I just think you're, for your best interest, you should not be talking to them. And these friends and like, yeah, tough lesson. And again, who knows? I don't know if he did or didn't. It doesn't sound like whatever. I'm sure a lot of people listening might disagree, but it's uh, it seems unclear, but it seems very clear that, yes, there was a lot of toxicity, a lot of manipulation. Uh, he didn't make you feel like you were your best self. You didn't, you know, and and you should remove yourself from that situation. And now maybe the lesson you can learn is like, maybe you don't need, maybe the word gaslighting doesn't even need to be in your vocabulary because you can defend yourself and set your own boundaries and stand up for yourself and know when you're being manipulated and walk away from toxic situations and pay attention to the red, red flags are waving your face without ever bringing up that word. And at the risk of someone accusing you of labeling someone as abuser, you know what I'm saying? Like you can still set all the boundaries so that you're respected and know when to walk away from toxic situations before ever like saying gaslighter. Yeah. You know? That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So, yeah. Right. No, because, yeah, that's, that's great. That's great advice. I'll take that all and right. just leave the situation. I think you definitely should leave the situation. And just, you know, if, 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 I don't think you should talk to him at all. That's what I think. I think if I even yeah. suggest anything, you'll run with it. Uh, I think you should not talk to him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll go with that. And these friends you've been nice thought of, I don't think you got friends. You don't need them. They they were going to fade out to the darkness anyways. Yeah. That's what my therapist says too. There you so go. <laughs> I think that's probably right. All right. Well, thank you for calling again. <laughs> Can't thank all our callers enough. Thanks for listening. Always appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget to send those questions at asknick at caspi.com. Cast with a K for Ask Nick episodes. Just tune in tomorrow for our Bachelor in Paradise finale recap. And Emily DiDonato on Wednesday.